I'm Mike Peters. I'm Dan Morfitt. And this, and this is, is Top, Top Content. Content. Bloody record. All right, love. All right there. What's, yeah. what's that? What's that you got there on the on the screen there? She just it, went. It, this it, meeting is being recorded. Oh no, it does that now. Yeah. Well, what's that you got there? You got is that? I thought that was like some sort of. Was that an Iranian? Uh, sorry, an Israeli um, cannon fired at your aimed at your head. No, that was a. I know, uh, have they confused that, Jersey City with Gaza City? Is that what they've done? No, that was a Belarusian uh, KGB agent um, <laughs> just about yeah, yeah. to take me away. Ha 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 ha. Ah, oh. great stuff. Straight in there with the with the top commentary there. Yeah, it's um, the world is not a great place, is it at the moment? The world is not enough. That was an awful. It was Cheryl, a fairly soporific Cheryl, bomb theme, I have to yeah, say. She should never have been left let anywhere near that. No, was that was that garbage? Was that? Yeah, it was. Wasn't was that? It? Yeah. Because Cheryl Crow did Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. Yeah. Which should have been Pulp. Have you ever heard Pulp's version? Yeah, it's brilliant. I don't know. I don't it know. It's brilliant. Oh, see, now, that, now there's there's a podcast. The great Lost Bond themes. Yeah. Chaz and Dave's version of For Your Eyes Only. For Your Eyes Only. Yeah, that, that would have been tremendous. Of course, they, they played on one of the biggest songs of all time. Who? Chaz and Chaz Dave. And Dave. What, Ozzy's Dream? No, no. Band-Aid? No. Oh, were they on Band-Aid? I don't think Were Chaz so. and Dave on Band-Aid? I don't. Band-Aid. I, don't th- I don't think so. Go on. Well, what's this song then that they were on? One of the biggest, one of the biggest singles before everything went proper download and to shit is Eminem's I Got The. Eminem's My Name Is, which is Labby Sifri, I Got The Blues. Yeah. And the session musicians on that were Chaz and Dave. Wow. So, da-dum, that's Chaz and Dave. Really? Yeah. That now there, there's another Chaz and Dave fact that I can share with the, with the fam because they love rabbit, this. don't they? They love yeah. rabbit. Well, it's it's expanded beyond that now because I I, I t- took Harry. We went out in the car one evening to dro- deliver something, and uh, he said, "Can you put?" He said, "Can you put rabbit on?" So I said, "Yeah, okay." So we. we yeah, stuck it on and he said did they do any more songs so I said yeah they did a song for the Tottenham football team Tottenham Hotspur football team called Aussie's Dream uh, and Are I we're going it. to lift the cup uh, in the cup for Tottenham that of course is he he thinks that's hilarious so we've been playing this quite a bit and he said every morning when I take him to school when I take him to school in the morning whenever I do, he's like can you put it on I'm like yeah, yeah go on then. so we go Aussie's oh, going to Wembley his knees have gone all Wembley and the thing is as well because I used to have a, a, an anthem I'm sure I've still got it somewhere called the best footy anthems in the world ever which had basically every sort of decent half decent footy tune that's ever been made mm. and the Anfield rap uh, which to my shame I know all the words of that's a terrible thing to admit but I've done it I've done it now and that's on there so I know all the words to that as well to, to Aussie's dream um, wow. So we've got that, and then we, what else do we have? Oh yeah, that, that is, it was good. Good playlist we had. And we had Chaz and Dave and Booker T and the MGs. Oh, because he onions. said to me, he said, "Is there a song called?" That's it. He said, "Is there a song called Green Onions?" And I said, "Yes, it's a great song." Played it to him. Played him a couple of other Booker T and the MGs. Time is tight, and of course, I said to him, "Right, you've got to listen to this." So you know what? <laughs> so, so, so I played Soul Limbo. Yeah. 
So we played all yeah. of that. Then we got into a bit of Chaz and Dave, and it's great. So they're, they're loving a bit of Chaz. And so Aussie's dream is is the sort of the anthem of the school run. Wowzers. And then I shocked them by telling them that was out the year I was born. How old is this lad again? What, nine? He's nine. And he's getting into Booker T and the MGs. He is. He's really into his music because he's learning to play the guitar at the minute. And uh, he's had a few lessons. He loves it. So uh, his teacher has has been doing Music Monday and he looks forward to it every week. And she's, he's been learning about the Beatles. So he's desperately trying to learn how to play Blackbird, which of wow. course is a beautiful song. And but it's quite it's quite difficult, particularly when you only had about four or five lessons in the, in the guitar. I can't. Well, it's play like, that. It's slightly yeah. finger finger. Yeah, it's looking, very difficult. It? So he's like, ding, ding, ding. he's 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 ambitious. He wants to get there, but he's not quite got the he's not got the skills yet. But it's it's something to aim for, and I I admire that. Are you helping him by doing your macker? Just to get yeah. him in the mood. Great, yeah. I am actually, yeah. I have done the Macca. Because he was asking me about the Beatles because he's been learning about them. So I, I launched into, of course, which was lost on him, launched into it and discussed Paul McCartney and then, of course, decided the best to contextualise the Beatles was to play a clip of Ringo Starr voicing Thomas the Tank Engine. Of course. So that's what that's what we did. Thomas the Tank Engine was, a lot of our generation's gateway drug to oh, the yeah. Beatles. Yeah. It was that and the Frog Chorus, wasn't it? It, it was yeah. that. I'm a bit Alan in that I knew of Wings before I knew of the Beatles. Beatles, right. So know, that's yeah. that's a weird way in. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm I think happy it, with it. I think it was because we had the seven inch of uh, the Frog Chorus uh, in the house. And I remember, and of course, as I would have, when was that released? About 84 or something like that. So I would have been about like, three. And of course, the boom, 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 all that. Because it was um, Rupert the Bear, the movie. Yes. That's what it was from. Yes, yes. We all stand together, yeah. Mm. There was a lot of big pop stars getting involved in animation then, because everybody forgets that Bowie's at the beginning of The Snowman. Is he? Yeah, he introduces The Snowman. Oh, right, okay. I didn't know, I didn't know that. Oh, Garfunkel did Bright Eyes. Yeah. Oh, God, that's like, a horrific film. Yeah, I can't, yeah. Oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad you think so, because... <laughs> fucking hell, you can't show kids that. Oh, absolutely hor- My mum thought it'd be a lovely film for me to watch as a child, no. and I had nightmares for three weeks afterwards. Show me it, thinking, oh, lovely, and I'm thinking... All no. that happens to the rabbits. You can't show the watership down. No, that is no, no. That's it's like a it's like a snuff film, but <laughs> snuff is mixed with bun, bun, Yeah, but bunny <laughs> snuff film. But oh, bunny man. snuff, I think actually didn't he play for uh, Huddersfield back in the forties? He was an inside left. Yeah, he he was the man who had two side partings, and um, <laughs> it, it's because on one side of his head he was sponsored by Brill Cream, and on the other side of the head he was uh, sponsored by Harrison's Pomade. <laughs> amazing, amazing guy. Also played lacrosse. Um, uh, you know, everybody else played cricket in the summer months. He played lacrosse. <laughs> An enigma, buddy snuff. <laughs> Nobody plays cricket now, of course, because all we get to do around now is just sit and watch the rain. It's great, tremendous. Is it still raining over there? I it's believe. Still um, I believe uh, eighty days of of floods has been cursed upon the nation. Oh yeah, because I think Pretty Patel. Killed a witch, but it wasn't a witch. It was a mirror, uh, and um, she broke it. I, I think what's happened is, in Carrie Simmons' newly decorated voodoo lounge in the flat above 10 Downing Street, what she's done Hi, is... Hi, welcome to Carrie Simmons' voodoo lounge. On the show tonight, we've got jazz greats from Dave Brubeck, and we've also got Booker T and the MGs. Welcome to Carrie Simmons' Voodoo Lounge on Smooth. 
that that's... <laughs> they they would commission that. Yeah. They would have that yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah, just just don't have to Tina Hobley on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway she in her voodoo lines i think what's happened here is she's sticking pins into dom into a doll of dom and what's happened is every she's enacted a spell whereby every time he adds a tweet to a thread right <laughs> which he's getting he's, he's, bec- he's becoming his kind of signature move yeah, because I'm sure he's as he put tweets uh, threads out that have got about forty thre- forty tweets on him or so. And I yeah, think every the, time, every the time he began in 2011. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he super forecasted the Twitter thread as a thing, and then every time he adds a tweet to a thread, we get an extra day of rain. That's what's that's the spell that she has, uh, the curse that she has put on us. Um, so that's why it's just constantly, constantly raining. It's bucketing down outside now. I was literally thinking about this north. on the shitter before uh, coming downstairs to produce and create top content with you, Mike. And <laughs> is it is it Dominic Cummings that has created this persona of him basically being Rasputin, or is it the media? Because I think it might be a bit of both. He's he's Britain's Rasputin. He's this malign figure in the shadows who, whether he is or he isn't, is manipulating everybody to think that he's manipulating them. It's a genius move. And I don't know where it's going to end. So what you're saying is, is there's some correlation between the fact that Boney M have suddenly been caught, brought back into the zeitgeist with that remix of Rasputin. Oh, it's fucking awful. Quite, no, I, quite, listen, I don't mind it. I don't the mind ori- it. Yeah, but the original's better. Oh, yeah, of course. Better of the course, original, yeah. of course. Yeah, and now and now suddenly Dominic Cummings is this is this. Well, the thing is, you say he's a shadowy figure, but he's not a shadowy figure because to be a shadowy figure, that means you would essentially stay out of the limelight. Oh no! And every three and a half minutes, he's appeared. But then I, again, I can listen to I can listen to the majestic remix, and I'm not saying this. I'm not describing it as that. That's who it's by of Rasputin, and then suddenly he'll have done another tweet, and then I can listen to it again, and he'll have done another tweet. It's it's quite a there's there's quite a sort of conflation here. It's it, it's a conjunction of music and. Uh, I'd he's say got, art, but it's pissed art, really, isn't it? It's pissed art. He's got, he's got um, like a bunch of weird 25 to 35-year-old pale-faced white guys who look <laughs> as if they were bullied in games, just um, <laughs> writing about eugenics and, oh, can we measure the skulls of black people again? Because Why, why is he writing about Prince Andrew's daughter? That's Eugenie, not eugenics. I was, no, I was thinking of Beatrice. No, what's, no, no, no. What's, what's Beatrice? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. Yeah, no, so. but he believes in all of that stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Uh, who who and, knows and what he believes? Uh, we don't know at this point what he no. believes. He, I think he believes, he, it seems to be at this point, he believes that he predicted the pandemic. Yeah. Even though, because he sat there going, well, I did tell you, lads. I did. But also, every, it's the word that we all now know, epidemiologists have been saying it for years, we're overdue a worldwide pandemic. So there was no prediction about it. We knew it was going to happen. Obama had a massive squad ready, and then that was completely dismantled by Trump. And there was an interview the other day, I think with somebody in Singapore, and the BBC said, so why was Singapore better prepared than the UK for COVID? And Singapore said, because we followed the UK's pandemic prevention plan, and the UK (laughs) did not follow their own plan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, 
it's they, they, they don't do as I do, do as I say approach yeah. to uh, it's it's a it's a smart geopolitical move. I have to say, it's, it's which really then good. brings us back to coming in that he was a father yeah. and it was his natural right to go to Barnard Castle on his wife's birthday. And yeah, he did nothing illegal because it was his instinct as a father. I, th- I can't I believe think we're it, still talking about this a year on. It is a year on because it's a year ago this week because all yeah. the tweets came up on my on my time hop thing the other day. And I'm like, I, I think, is that a year ago? Goodness me. Doesn't time fly when you're stuck inside all that time? It's brilliant, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It's terrific, terrific, all, terrific, it's terrific to reminisce about these things, isn't it? Yeah. It is like we've all been given... A year on remand, and Pretty Patel gets off on that. She's she's like, everybody's used to it now. My power. Did you see? She went out the other day on a raid, and she had a jacket on saying Home Secretary, and then later, so she had a, like a big flak jacket on Home Secretary, and then Boris Johnson went to some event, and his wind cheater had Prime Minister on it. It's just like, what the f- is going on? Do you know what, right? I, have, I haven't seen any of the footage of this, but all that's, the, the thing that's gone straight into my head is where in I'm Alan Partridge, the episode where Tony Hayes has died and the funeral happens and Alan turns up with a, with a jacket on that says Castle GTX. Castle GTX. Yeah. So it, it's exactly that. It's, it's the, it's, you don't need to have that written on there, but no. you, you do. And it's, it's completely inappropriate and totally unnecessary. And yet, you know... Oh. There's Gavin Williamson going, has anybody got a battery for an Ericsson? Has anybody got a battery for an Ericsson? But the problem is with him, of course, is if he had one that said education secretary, it'd be misspelt in a truly self-owning moment. Education with a J. Yes. Robust. Robust. It'd be secretary. secretary. (laughs) Yeah. We've got a rat. (laughs) Uh, It's just, yeah, yeah. But the good thing is, is that we've sorted out something that happened 26 years ago. That's the main takeaway from the week, that that we've delved and we've got to the bottom of something that happened a quarter of a century ago this week. That's brilliant. So we can all rest easy. giddy Christ. Um, I don't understand. Oh, hello. Things are falling off in my studio here. No. Um, I don't understand how bollocks work. I don't understand how bollocks work. I think was the the, the phrase there. No, I do, and they're hurting at the moment. Oh. That, that that actually is is slated to be an episode of Panorama in about three weeks' time. It's going to be an in depth in depth reportage. <laughs> Stacy too. <laughs> and what was that other fella's name? We did the, uh, the that we mentioned before that you came off your long run about the other week. But we did the thing about. It was in Las Vegas, and he was looking for. Oh God! Um, what was his Mabin, name? Mabine something. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Him. Go on. So, Andrew Gilligan, a journalist on the Today program on BBC Radio Four. Yes. Said that the government had sexed up a dossier of intelligence to heighten the supposed threat of WMDs in yes. Iraq. And because of that, the director general of the BBC resigned, even though he backed the report, he backed the journalism. And ultimately, the journalism was proved to be correct. Right. So many heads rolled at the BBC because of a report that that was true, but it angered the government. That that tends to be what the BBC does, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
So truth, proper journalism, all demonstrated, people fall on their swords. With this, a few weeks ago, Martin Bashir was, oh, he's, he's leaving the corporation. He's very, very ill. He's yeah. gravely ill. He's, I think he's just recently had uh, heart surgery. The BBC get that out of the way. Three weeks then, later, yeah. it has been proven to what we've all known for a long, long time that whistleblowers came out and said, Martin Bashir asked for forged documents. Those forged documents were then presented to Earl Spencer, which then could have had an influence on Diana doing the quite explosive interview in, what, 94, 95? 95, yeah. Uh, yeah. With Martin Bashir, where she did bat, 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 uh, and she spoke about three people in her marriage and yeah, yeah. all of that. Martin Bashir then created an entire career from that interview. He then famously interviewed Michael Jackson in Las Vegas and, and all of that. And he's been around the world working for some of the world's premier broadcasters. And then he comes back to the BBC. And this week, Tony Hall's resigned as the, the director Gallery. of the Na- National Gallery. Yeah, yeah. But it, it also shows that Tony Hall... What, Lord of Birkenhead or something? He's Lord Hall of Birkenhead, which yeah. which is, I mean, with all due respect to, to Over the Water, I mean, I'm not being funny. That is that really an accolade, is it? You know, no. it's, it's, it's not there, is it? He actually presided. It's, it's, it's like being king of Sodom and Gomorrah, let's be fair. I mean, come on. <laughs> Gomorrah's got a lovely bowling alley. I mean, and the thing is, somewhere, Paul O'Grady's going, Why could I get that job? But yeah, but Tony Hall presided over the original investigation into all of this. Yeah. That that was then covered up or not necessarily covered up, but just not done thoroughly and then thoroughly ignored. And you're thinking, oh my God. So the BBC, I think it's been a year since the BBC sacked Danny Baker and said he was racist because yeah. he wrote a tweet about a monkey dressed in a coat with some circus music going, another royal baby. And somebody said to him, that could be misconstrued as being racist. Why? Because the baby's mixed race, because Meghan Markle's mixed race. He didn't realise this, so he deleted the tweet, and then he got lambasted for it, and the BBC sacked him. Yet Martin Bashir fakes documents as a journalist. Don't forget, Danny Baker, although he was an NME journalist, has never said he's a journalist of... Massive. He, he's not. He's not a. That's not his. A journalist with a capital J kind of journalist. Yeah. He, he's not. He's not. He's not John Simpson or I, I don't know. I mean, or Francis Ween or someone like yeah. that. You know, he's not. He's not in that. He. He's a journalist because he. He's a music journalist. Yeah. As opposed to a news journalist. That's the. That's the distinction that needs to be but made. Baker gets sacked with a phone call, and he has to rebuild his entire career. Yet Martin Bashir. For like you said, 25 fucking years, 26 years, has made a career on an interview that, you know, he goes, I've got a letter from Diana saying she didn't mind about the, the dodgy documents. She would have done the interview anyway. It's like, that's not, that's not journalistic rigour. And Tony Hall's now fallen on his sword. Yeah. It's, it's this thing that we've, we've spoken about so many times. Where have people's principles gone? Tim Davies should be going now. Tim Davies should say, "I listen, this report's come out. I'm the DG. Things definitely need to change. I think I'm the person to do that, but I can't be because I'm associated with it now. Let somebody new come in, but that's not going to happen. 
The BBC is just going to have more power taken away from it by the Tory government. Boris Johnson comes out and he goes, oh, this is this is this is terrible. Journalistic integrity. Boris, journalistic (laughs) integrity. You've been sacked twice for lying, my friend. Yes. Christ. Does nobody. Ah, Nobody cares anymore. I mean, I suppose the argument is is that is that the, the government are being constantly sort of and rightly kind of lambasted for saying, right, we're going to mark our own homework here. And every single <laughs> inquiry will decide. But the BBC, for for all of this, they've they've actually admitted that they've made a, mis- a mistake. A mistake was made at the time. They've they've fronted up with the even even though the whole Martin Bashir goes and goes off. His health concerns might be legitimate, but you know there's a bit of it going. Well, it, it does. It, they they the, gave him a three week, yes, uh, head start. Yeah, it's it, you, you, you smell <laughs> it right. You have to. You have to. You know the cynic. The cynic amongst us um, would say, mm, yeah, there's uh, this is not a coincidence. But you know, well, I said that when it happened, and everybody's like going, "Oh, Dan, come on!" I'm going. I, I would. The, I would the argue. Reports about to come out because he can't be sacked now. He's not being sacked. So. No. He's got that part of his employment integrity about guys. Oh, yeah, dirty. I actually went to um, because before he, he got that Panorama interview, he, he used to present songs of praise, Martin Bashir. Did he? He did. And there was many, many, many years ago, there was a live songs of praise at Liverpool Metropolitan Cathedral, and I was there, and he presented it. Is that Paddy's wigwam? Yes. Obviously, you're Catholic. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, he was there. I, I'd argue that that's where he where he made his <coughs> made his career. You know, so forget, you... forget this interview. I, I, I think <laughs> it was my seal of approval by being there. I think it was ninety. I think it was 1992. I'm, I'm thinking. Are you blaming Martin Bashir's fall from grace on an 11 year old Mike Peters? I'm not blaming him. I'm just. I'm just. Well, I'm trying to exonerate myself, really, from having anything to do with him. I'm just. I'd, you know, just thought I'd, I'd share that. Yeah. It'd be Pam Rhodes next, you know it. Katie Boyle was probably doing uh, Coke <laughs> with the Italian drummer from Eurovision. It's, it's, it's underneath we're the gonna, altar. Yeah. We're Broken glass. We're going <laughs> to. There's going to be a probe into Thora Heard of some description, which. <clears throat> uh, that, somebody doing their own disgusting joke at this point. Praise be, could be. I'm thinking back now to Sunday Afternoons, the theme tune to Highway. With Sir Harry Seacombe, was Sir a Harry banger. Seacombe. Was it? Never used to watch it. Yeah. You never used to watch Highway? Never used to watch Highway. It was, it was oh. always Songs of Praise. No. Highway was... You used to have to watch it. Decent. I don't watch it now, obviously, but... I actually... Now, this is this is, this is is brilliant. I've actually been to three Songs of Praises, if that is the plural of Songs of Praise. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You've been so to that, three. Three. One of which I got a moment of screen time. You got to see the side of my face because there was a period in the mid nineties where they used to hold them at football grounds. The first one being Old Trafford, and they did this once a year. And there was and there was about forty five thousand, fifty thousand people turn up. And the next year they held it at Goodison Park. So needless to say, we went, and we took a couple of coach loads from our church, and we all and we went, and I was on. Yeah, uh, it was there. And then there was another one which they recorded at the Millennium Stadium on... In Wales? Yes, in Cardiff at January the 2nd, I think, 2000. So we'd literally, the new century had just begun. And we went down there and it was hosted by, I think it was, I think Pam Rose was still doing it. Don McLean, 
Not as oh. in American Pie, Don McLean, as in no. Cracker Jack, Don McLean. That's Cracker Jack, Radio yeah. 2, Good Morning Sunday, go on, Don McLean. Roy Noble of Radio Wales, I think, with the, the hosts, and they recorded one that was went out live that day or was recorded for broadcast the next day or something, and they recorded a load more to be shown at a later date. And this featured a performance of a number one hit from late on in 1999. Was it Charlotte Church doing Crazy Chick? No. Come on, this is a tune. test of your pop. Yeah, it's great a good tune. Tune. Great, tune. great tune. Is it Eiffel 65, Lou? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was that. Now, now, somebody came and performed their number one hit. Someone. Now, someone. In 1999, yes. someone had a hit. Someone, someone had a number one hit, which meant that he broke a, a chart record in 1999 yeah now now think about this th- think about this laterally songs of praise it's a christian event is it peter andre and insania yes in fact insania was 2003 four wasn't it so it's before that come on take this seriously good tune please. good tune an artist that he, he became the first person to have a number one hit in oh every decade oh is it cliff it was cliff Cliff Richards, Sir Millennium Cliff, Prayer. He came and oh. performed the Millennium Prayer live to about 50,000, 50,000, 60,000 people in the Millennium Stadium. Wasn't the Millennium Prayer Old Lang Syne, but with it was, it was badly the shoehorned tune, rhymes yeah, in it? They shoehorned the, the, the words of the Lord's Prayer onto the tune of Old Lang Syne. Jesus Christ. Indeed. And then, a few years later, the BBC sent a helicopter over his house, <laughs> and that's not spoken about anymore. Well, do you know what? I saw it. I saw a thing. Was Martin on... Bashir on the helicopter? <laughs> yeah, it was flown in from the Neverland Ranch. Um, <laughs> now I, I did see somebody. Somebody posted on LinkedIn. This is our board. I, was, no, I hate about, about 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 this very thing about not about songs of praise, but about you know. Oh, there's the BBC with layers, and layers, and layers of management, and there's uh, and all these mistakes that they've made McAlpine Savile, all of these things, which are absolute whoppers by any stretch of the imagination. And then said, ITN, a tight team of lawyers and editors and all the rest of it. Look at the mis- look at the things that they've cocked up. None. And I'm thinking, that's such a false equivalency. Yeah. You can't seriously justify and say, right, hang on, ITN, which produces Channel 4 News, Channel... Do they produce Channel 5 News or is that Sky now? I can't remember. Uh, it could New- be Sky. Not news at ten. A, you know, a couple of bulletins today. They don't run a news channel. They don't run anymore. They used to yeah, run Euro. They don't, news. Re, they don't run. They don't have to deal with a, a, an all speech news and sport network, a rolling news channel, a massive website, prime source of news. I think it's one of the most visited news websites in the country. And I'm thinking, come on. Well, I, well, I it, take it the is, point. It, that, it is a take, false take equivalency. The, yeah. but at the same. Time. I take the point that the things could be, you know, things that the BBC could be simplified. I, I absolutely accept that. But you can't then turn around and say, well, let's look at ITN as an example and say, right, let's look at how brilliant they're doing. I'm thinking they haven't got as much. All they've got to worry about is Corrie's going to run late. That's their big problem. But you don't forget ITN is sort of separate from ITV. It is. In that it, it is. In that it used to be, I think it was like, Owned like twenty five percent by the Daily Mail group, and lots and lots of different. It could have all changed by now, but I think ITN and the ITV franchises in the eighties and nineties were doing a lot of great journalism. Oh, they were definitely. But they were getting twatted by 
the Tory government with D-notices every other week about things that they could and couldn't say about the killing of those IRA terrorists in Gibraltar. They were shot in the back. And Bloody Sunday and all of those things that they got shut down for. Yeah. The BBC hasn't made many mistakes, but the mistakes it's made are huge. Absolute, absolute monsters, yeah. We've, we've said this on Top Content a lot. There's a lot of great people that work at the BBC. Some of the greatest producers, journalists, creative people in the world work at the BBC, but none of them are in charge. <laughs> and the people who are in charge are lick spittles. Yeah. And it depends on which way the wind is blowing, who they carry out to. And it's... I, I, saw, I saw some of the coverage of Gaza. Jesus. There wasn't much fairness and balance there. And then there wasn't much fairness and balance about the other side of it, where there was some awful people protesting in North London, in Jewish areas of, mm. of London, yeah. where some disgusting rhetoric was being yelled mm. by some kids younger than I who don't have a grasp on the situation. No. Yeah, it's... It's a shame. It's just the whole thing's not fit for purpose as it stands at the moment, and it needs to work out what it needs to be and what it wants to be. Are we talking about Israel forward. or the BBC? Are we talking uh, about the Middle East or the BBC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never going to meet him. You can, you can apply that to both. Yeah, yeah. Never going to meet him, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's. But do you know what though? That I did think actually when that is how long that Benjamin Netanyahu has been in power for, or has been in and out of power, because the Israeli... Well, yeah, Shimon Peres. Yeah, Shimon Peres. Very shifty coalition. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm thinking, that was that... That series of I'm Alan Partridge was made in 1997, and he was Israeli prime minister then. Could, could you... just let, let's just Let's just extrapolate this and say, right, could you imagine a scenario where in 2045, Boris Johnson is on his... Fourth, fifth—I don't know how many terms Netanyahu's had, but it's his fourth, fifth stint as as British Prime Minister. I would not even—I don't even want to countenance the idea that he's still going to be there at twenty forty-five tonight. But yet, twenty-four years on, you could you imagine him still still there? Gavin Williamson still in charge of the education of our children. I watched an awful film last night starring Gerard Butler <laughs> called Greenland. Right. Um, and in Greenland... I was going to say, you had to specify, because when you say Gerard Butler and terrible yeah, films, awful films, there's quite a number that you can choose from there. That's Pick a number. Rot. rot. Absolute um, rot. Go on, carry on. And it was all about how a comet from another solar system whooshed into ours and was on a deadly course to bring an extinction-level event to the planet Earth. And watching it, it was actually quite sweet relief. I was thinking, <laughs> that's what we probably need right now. That would be lovely. <laughs> if a comet could come and wipe out life on Earth, do it. Do it, because I'd rather have that than Boris Johnson in 2045. <laughs> I, I, we've spoken before, and I think the world is, is coming to terms with it. The world hasn't been the same since Barry left us. Yeah. I don't want to live on a planet without David Attenborough. Oh, God. And he's 95. Is he ninety five or ninety six? Something like that. Yeah, don't 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 say because you know what's going to happen now. No, I, I know. God, the top content curse. We'll bring the curse back. Yeah, but 
if there's no life on Earth, there is no life on Earth without David Attenborough. And there's no life That's... on Mars without David Bowie. Yeah. Cheers for listening to yet another episode of Top Content. Don't forget there's a full archive available for you to listen back to all the fun and frivolities at podfollow.com slash topcontentpod. Do you know what would be great? If you could subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends and help this small, meaningless podcast grow into the behemoth that we know it can be. And you can do that by following us and sharing us on social media at Top Content Pod on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. As always, Top Content has been a Top Content production. <laughs>